Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysus. Hello, hello. Covering... Oh, sorry, Abby, I didn't stop to say, <laughs> say hello. You said hello and then just cut me off instantly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am glad you're here despite what I'm cutting you off there. Um, we'll be chatting all things Berkshire football with perhaps one fixture in the forefront of our minds. Uh, but first, how have we been, guys? How have your weeks been? Abby, I'll come to you first. Yeah, good, good. Um, busy as always, busy as always. Had a good weekend as well. Nice little win for Ascot, the men's team, on Saturday against Burnham. That was some big points for us there. So, yeah. Um, not quite as good on the Sunday for the women. Well, that was a draw with Wickham. Um, I'm put that, I, I put that down to myself again as well. I'm Actually, do you know what? So I'm going to bet him out right now. So Jace, one of our great supporters at Ascot, legend, love Jace, got a lot of time for Jace. But he did set me up in front of Ollie, Harris, Ollie Harris's mum because Ollie Harris's sister plays for Wickham. She's a great player as well, runs in the blood. The Harrises are just good at football. Um, annoyingly good as well, the pair of them. Um, but yeah, I didn't realise that Freya played for Wickham. And so when Jace asked me how the game was going to be, I didn't say it was going to be an easy win, but I was like, well, the bottom of the table. We'll say, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, and we played out 1-1. One one draw, so um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking to people. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're bringing the jinxes. Thanks. <laughs> good, good. Well, yeah, Abby's been jinxing her teams over the weekend. Tom, what have you been up to? Um, um, I've sorted out goal of the month. Oh, That's good. live. Um, I spent an inordinate amount of time doing content for that big game what happened on monday mm-hmm. um and w- we did sensationally well out of that oh good so uh plus of course um boosted by your team on the ground rob as well despite the lack of any sort of signal which massively hinders <laughs> a digital operation um yeah. i had a similar problem at thatcham last night um so yeah um but i just just to say out loud well done um you guys on the ground did fantastically well um it was it was astonishing astonishingly good um and put certain other paid for publications to shame yeah definitely Um, call out uh dan walkley uh neil maskell and neil graham who were the the heartbeat of that team uh dan was doing some great dan about town interviews (laughs) uh neil seemed to know everyone neil um Graham seemed to know everyone, so it was very easy to grab people for 
to uh, talk to. And obviously he's the premier photo photographer around and Neil Baskell there as well, helping out with the match report. And uh, yeah, the three of us, or the four of us, sorry, uh, did all right. So yeah, very good. Fantastic. It was it was really good to see some lovely videos. Um, and, and obviously it, it, we had a very healthy night. Absolutely, yeah. Well, let's talk. start with that big night on Monday that we're alluding to. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening knows what we're talking about. Of course, it was the FA Cup first round match between Bracknell Town and Ipswich Town. Uh, moved to Monday night for the ITV4 uh, television cameras to be there. Um, and what a night it was down at Bottom Meadow. Uh, Tom, you were, I guess, producing uh, behind the <laughs> scenes a little bit. Uh, Abby, did you catch any of the uh, any of the the game on the TV, or was it uh, were you made, were you slightly busy? Unfortunately, I'll be honest. Um, I worked a weekend, so I had a night off football. Okay, <laughs> but I was keeping tabs on FIB. So, um, yeah, making sure people were feeding the information to me. But yeah, I'll be honest. I did have a night off football. <laughs> Sometimes mm. it's needed. Well, it was yeah a pretty fantastic occasion. Uh, eventually, uh, the uh, League One side ran out three nil winners, but um, it was goalless after an hour. And in fact, for the first half hour, I think Bracknell were probably the better side. Um, really put Ipswich off their game, put a, a lot of pressure on their defence, and uh, Ipswich couldn't get going. And uh, Bracknell looks probably the more comfortable side um, after that. The perhaps the fitness levels, I don't know, the, or the professionalism of Ipswich, they gradually got into the game. And certainly once it was 2-0, it never looked like uh, Bracknell could come back. But having spoken to a few people after the match and before the match, um, I, I think just overall pride was probably the uh, overriding emotion of, um, of the evening. Pride for the way the players performed and the team in general. Uh, pride for the organisation that had gone into setting up um, one of the biggest games in the club's history, well, the biggest game in the club's history, one of the biggest games at, ever at Bottom Meadow. And yeah, really proud of the overall event in general. Um, I don't know if that's how, it, hopefully that's how it came across. And hopefully uh, Bracknell can build on this going forward. It was because it was quite the evening, Tom. It really was. Um, it was. It was quite the spectacle on uh, on ITV4, a channel I'm not massively familiar with. Um, the, the, the The main issue was the main issue I had was absolutely nothing to do with um, uh, the the club or anything that was going on. It was just simply the ITV4 stream was pretty poor. It was it was flickering and and jumping all over the place. Um, it, it wasn't brilliant, but maybe that's because I was watching it off, off sort of Wi-Fi and, and all of that. But yeah, so that 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 was a shame. But you know, um, saw lots of faces that I recognised on on the TV, which was brilliant. And you know, the the game itself as well was 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 really good. You'd, you'd probably if you're if you're a Bratnell player, you'd have no shame. There'd be no shame going back and what sitting and watching that over and over again. Uh, mm -hmm. They can be very proud of themselves. Um, <clears throat> it was a it was really it was a really solid performance you can see i don't <clears throat> i don't know much about ipswich town but looking at the comments and stuff the um <clears throat> when the team sheet was announced a lot of the comments were like, oh we're taking this seriously then and i and i sort of felt it kind of felt then that okay this is this is probably this is probably done um because if you know 
Alf Church obviously went through um, against a higher a higher division team. Um, I think if 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 a if a higher division team takes takes their foot off the gas, thinks it will be slightly easier. We've seen it a few times at other places over the last couple of seasons. Certainly, there are two occasions I've seen Bimfield absolutely trounce teams higher up that they that they have no right to to be beating three or four nil. Um, and I think when when a when a higher division team takes it seriously as Ipswich did, um, I think generally speaking, you're not going to get the upset that you that you might hope for. Um, and I, and I think that that Bracknell did absolutely fantastically well. There was that that possibly what should have been a penalty just at the end of the first half, and I think that probably should have been a penalty. Um, it was George Knight, I think, went in on the young the young Ipswich lad, whose name escapes me uh, for the moment. But um, other than that, you know, they they were they were fantastic. Mm, and yes. if they could have just nicked something, if they could have yeah. nicked a goal in that first half. Then, then maybe maybe a different story. But you did, I think you did. I felt a little bit that that it was. You saw the way that Ipswich came out, the way they were taking the game seriously. The upset is not necessarily on the cards here. Yeah, there, there's some some big names in the Ipswich side. I mean, uh, we were saying from our um, position that Richard Keogh, obviously Irish international, <clears throat> has played uh, uh, yeah the highest level and. Uh, um, yeah, a really good centre half. He was nodding everything away. Every ball that came into the box, he, he, he could tell he was a seasoned defender. But there were also some fantastic performances on the Bracknell side. Um, uh, Anthony Cheshire in the centre of defence, I thought mm. he was he was really good, really composed on the ball and um, uh, covered covered the ground well. And uh, yeah, always se- seemed to be in the right place. Michael Eacott in goal, of course, pulled oh, three yeah. or four fantastic saves. And yeah, a couple of the guys in the midfield too, you know, Ashley Lodge and Max Herbert. I thought, yeah, the number of, a lot of the Bracknell players had good games. So it was a real creditable performance. And like I say, overriding um, emotion at the end at Bracknell was pride and understandably so. And I think that was fully justified. So yeah, absolutely great. And uh, yeah, it was great to see so many people there as well. Um, as we say, it was a sellout of just under 2,000. I was talking to Ricky Simons, the uh, the Bracknell secretary afterwards, and he's hoping that the club can build on this and and hopes that when we get uh, he comes to the next home game, we can see a little bit of a bounce in mm. terms of um, attendance because it was a really good night and they uh, you know they they the club managed it really well and what a lot of work Ricky's got through to uh, get that on, but. Uh, there was a there was a really good article on Athletic this week about Buxton, who coincidentally, obviously, Bracknell would have played if they'd have won. Yes. Um, there was a really good article, obviously, behind a paywall, so not not for everyone, um, but it, it was really it, it was a it was a sort of a breakdown of how their FA Cup run last season uh, allowed the club to to go slightly quicker. Um, ground development went faster. Um, mm-hmm. It was like they had all these long-term plans, but they were able to just simply do them quicker. Yeah. And it will be really, really interesting to see where Bracknell are in a year. Um, I, I, you know, I, I haven't done the maths. I don't know how much money they have, they will have earned out of this. Um, you know, there is a, there is a slight tradition of, of the league club, Donating their some of their money from these clashes to the other, We've, we don't know if Ipswich did that. Um, they, you know, they, they don't have to, but but I, I, there has been a, a thing in the last few years where that has happened. Um, and and you know, I don't know how much the TV money was, but Bracknell will have will have 
had some money out of this and it'll be interesting to see kind of that sort of Buxton way in a year's time mm-hmm. what they've done with it has have they where's it where's it been invested what's the you know how's the ground you know the bits and pieces that it, it was it was a really interesting article and it was it was a good read and obviously Buxton have had a second run at the cup this year so um you know it all it all it all leads to 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 gradual improvement, but but a little quicker, um, and and all of that I'm sure will help Bratnell in their aim to to be in the national league. Absolutely, we know it's a very ambitious club, and obviously they they're doing very well at the moment on the field. Um, so, like I say, this was only the second defeat under um, managers Carl Withers and Jamie McClurg, and the first defeat was in their first game. So, uh, you know, they look like they're really sorting themselves out on the pitch, and perhaps. And we know how ambitious they've been off the pitch. So got big plans there. And hopefully, like you say, this cup run can uh, bring them to fruition even earlier. Very good indeed. Right. Well, we uh, should uh, probably push on. Obviously, the uh, Bracknell game was the main focus of a lot of people's attention this weekend, especially in uh, Donnelly and Berkshire. But there was uh, some other games that went ahead and uh, one that Abby alluded to earlier, um, clash at the top of the table in the combined counties uh, premier division north um between the two sides who were first and second going into the uh day's uh, play ascot hosting top of the table burnham uh, who they were only separated by goal difference uh, and a tidy little win for ascot um abby how did it go yes indeed um i think you if you'd have not known that it was top of the table before you turned up you'd have known when you were watching it if that makes any sense yeah. so the first the first half it was very kind of like it was a lot of equaling each other out in terms of play um and just very well matched football um and then I don't know if uh, Jamie's a hair dry kind of uh, manager I don't know if he does an Alex Ferguson at halftime I'm not really sure I imagine probably not I don't think Jamie Jamie's that sort of manager at all but um <clears throat> yeah, I think just the second half it was it was kind of quick out the quick out the blocks for Ascot, and both goals came in quick succession within minutes of each other. Um, and just um, it sounds a bit cliche to say, doesn't it? But just Ascot just play really nice team football lots of the time, um, and that's kind of where it came from. Um, it was Harry Tucker, uh, one of our centre backs, who's just come back from injury actually, who who kicked things off and. His his throw-in sort of kicked off the chain and uh, a Bowers header flicked it on and uh, Brendan, our top goal scorer, he was there waiting um, to, to tap it home, essentially. And then soon after, but Brendan's just an absolute nightmare for it. I think he must be a, like such an irritating player to play against as a defender because he's just always there in that, in that little space. Um, <clears throat> it was a bit of a defensive error, actually, from Burnham, in all honesty, but... Um, I'm sure he would have done it anyway, but yeah, he sort of snuck in through the defence, and then Ollie Harris was there to to slot it home as well. So, and yeah, I think after that, Ascot just really sort of nullified Burnham, and they they tried to play kind of out wide, I think it was, and actually that just they, yeah, they just closed that down essentially. Um, a slightly silly challenge at the end to allow them to have a penalty, but yeah, a really cohesive performance from Ascot really, and some really solid points points gained there so yeah again all to play for this season absolutely as i said they were um, uh, top on um gold burnham were top on goal difference going into the game 
but that defeat has dropped them all the way down to fifth. Um, such is the close nature of the top of the table in the Premier League and Premier Division North combined counties. Uh, Reading City uh, had another good win at the weekend, 3-0 against uh, at Virginia Water, and they're now only a point, well, they remain a point behind Ascot. So the two Berkshire sides in first and second with, uh, um, with uh, having played fewer games than uh, their competitors. So, uh, yeah. You were sniggering away, Tom. What are you laughing at there? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking, um, clearly no one listened to last week's podcast because I haven't had a single bite of uh, Champions-elect Reading City. Well, they're the only team in the division yet to be defeated. So, And they have the best goal difference. They're only off the top of the table by one point. So, Can I just knows? make sure that's not strictly true? I know that Simon Johnson has listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he, he's choosing his time wisely. Yes, well, he's staying under the radar. He's a submarine. <laughs> but it, like you say, it's a very competitive league. Three, the top five set, separated by three points. Um, yeah, but Ascot and Reading City sitting pretty above. Egham Town, Flackwell Heath, and Burnham now. So, some really good um, competitive football at that end of the table, and uh, a good. Um, title race in store. Uh, just before we go on to the uh, the women's side of the game, we should probably mention that um, Barks County took advantage of some of their rivals, or both of their main rivals at the top of the table, not having a game of the weekend, uh, are winning their fixture at home to Bagshot 4-1. Uh, they've moved now into second place. Uh, again, only off top on goal difference. Uh, they have played a few more games than the other sides around them, but the other sides around them are Berkshire sides too. Sandhurst Town on top of the table with 33 points. Barks County, as I mentioned, level, uh, having played two games more. And then Langley with a game in hand, even over Sandhurst, are on 31 points. So two great title races there. I mean, uh, who are you picking? Well, we know who Tom's picking, Red Champions elect Reading City, but who who you... Um, who are you crowning champions elect in the combined counties Div one? Go on, Tom. I have no idea. Um, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a it's really tight, isn't it? I mean, you've got yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's what four teams. Yeah, there's well, the moment. Um, yeah, Bedford are up there as well. So yeah, um, I think I would put. Uh, yeah, they seem to, based on the fact that they've been there most of the season, they have got over a managerial change and losing a couple of key players. I think Sandhurst will still be there at the end of the season. They are the division's big scorers. Goal difference of 43 at the yes. moment. So, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Um, okay, well, uh, that was a sort of a brief roundup, uh, focused mainly on the one. Uh, premier fixture over the weekend. But what about the women's side of the game? Abby, why don't you tell us what happened uh, in the women's football in Berkshire over the weekend? I mean, <laughs> we'll do, I'll do a little bit on Reading. I'll do a little bit on Reading. I just, I'm not, I'm not sure what happens there. Two, two, well, so they played City, which I thought they might have been on a sort of well, actually, hold on. So I have watched the highlights and I would like to say that they kept out City until 53 minutes. So I think that's already a positive to take from that. Um, Jackie Burns made some sensational saves once again. 
And Rachel Rowe is, if she doesn't get player of the season, I'm going to be fuming, basically. Um, she's just, I don't know, she's, she must be eating something differently this season. Or maybe it's just those extra Welsh cakes on international duty or something. I don't know what it is. But yeah, she just, again, she's just like an absolute terror on the pitch. Um, and had some decent shots as well that really forced saves. Um, but yeah, it just seemed to undo in the 53rd minute and two two quick goals and not not actually City goals. They were both Emma McCandy own goals. And they'd initially, both of them had come from really good saves from Jackie Burns and then she just, yeah, punted both of them into the back of the net. Um, so I don't think that maybe is a reflection on the fact that it's, like she's just come back, hasn't she? Like this is her first season back from maternity leave, so maybe she's a little bit rusty still. But yeah, just I don't, I don't know. And then a Bunny Shaw goal to finish finish things off. Um, so not an entirely disappointing performance, I don't think, but definitely places to tie things up. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think maybe pick out those positives. So yeah, as I said, Jackie Burns great in goal. Rachel Rowe just being a terror again. So. Yeah, I don't think the the scoreline is necessarily reflective of the performance, shall we say? That's I feel like that's a very generic manager thing to say, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's true. I think it's true. So um, this it's international, like a little very brief international break coming up this weekend. So I think it will be a little regathering. There's quite a few, as always. There's lots of royals in international squads outside of England, for example. So. Um, I don't know, it might just be a little bit of a recuperating one for a few of the people who are still left behind. But yeah, international duty is pending this weekend for much of the squad. So I don't know. I'm still undecided whether or not international duty is good for Reading or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Um, But yeah. They might have a chance to regroup or something. Uh, There are a few players away. So, you know, it's it's tough, but uh, they've... I suppose it's hard to say whether they've been they've been on a bad run in general. Obviously, they they got a win a week and a half ago, so I don't know if they want their momentum killed right now, if you could call it momentum, or whether it be good or not. It's hard to say, really, isn't it? Yeah, hugely. Um, that bad run is has stretched back a long way as well. Yeah. I think it's been since probably March. So yes. I don't know if it's a convert like is it a manager conversation to have again? I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like elsewhere maybe people would be talking about the manager more, but I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those ones, isn't it? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, um, elsewhere, um, the southern region Woodley will be absolutely buzzing after their performance at the weekend a 5-0 win over Cabersham um so yeah that that foundation building that I said about that I keep banging on about every week about Woodley I think is coming to fruition now I think it's a little bit tricky to say that with Cabersham because obviously Woodley have dropped down from the Premier Division the Southern Region whilst Cabersham have been promoted from the Temple Valley Division 1 so really if you think about it they've come from opposite ends of the table but Woodley had a really, really tricky season last season. Um, so, yeah, they'll take much glee from that, I'd have thought. Um, so, yeah, just a good good performance for them there. Not so much for Cavisham, obviously. Um, again, another Ascot, probably slightly disappointing performance for them as well. As I, as I said before, they drew 1-1 with Wickham. Um, and I think it's going to be 
it's going to be a strange season in the well, not a strange season actually. No, that's the wrong way to to say it. But the people seem to be picking like stealing points of people left, right, and centre in the Premier Division. So it's a bit tricky to call right now. If there's any, there's, I think maybe people anticipated there being a standout performance from one of the teams this season, potentially Abingdon, possibly Bournemouth Sports, but um, no, people are nicking points left, right, and centre. So. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a there's a front runner right now in that division at all, which is obviously exciting. Um, and I will obviously have a bias towards Ascot in that sense, but yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> we'll see. Um, on top of Ascot as well, um, not beaten, but the the reserve side, their Phoenix side, uh, their winning streak has come to an end as they drew one one with Slough. So another Berkshire side who will be buzzing with their performance, having. Uh, taken a point away from, or rather kept a point because they were at home. But yeah, one-one uh, draw between Slough and Ascot. Um, so yeah, they're unbeaten, but not lost. <laughs> I don't know what the words are there. The run has come to an end. I think it's something like thirty-three games across three seasons. So um, they're still doing well, obviously, considering all things. Uh, and that, yeah, that's a phenomenal um, record that they've got there. It, it must be a record somewhere. I don't know. It's like, so to find data on women's football. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a sort of a general roundup of how things have gone this weekend for lots of our women's sides. Very nice. Uh, we'll come on to the uh, games to look out for this coming weekend. But before we do, we've got a feature this week that we run about twice a year. It's called Tom Canning's Been to a Game. <laughs> and, and so we can actually uh he actually has some insight from a match uh that we can uh do. we could uh talk about tom you're at the uh box and bucks fixture box and bucks cd cup fixture between thatcham town and marlow on uh tuesday night was. Um, pretty exciting game overall wasn't it it was or yeah was it? it was um the it was it was it was a really strange one. So it finished three three, and it went to penalties, which Marlow won on penalties. But um, Thatcham sort of for the first twenty thirty minutes kind of struggled to get into it. Marlow went one up, went a goal up. Um, he used to play up front for for Bracknell last season. Aaron McLeish White scored for Marlow. Um, he scored at least twice. Um, apologies, I don't know the exact scorers of of all of the Marlow goals. Um, there was a there was a chap uh, doing the goal announcements, and sometimes he would announce the winner. Uh, sorry, the goal scorer, and sometimes he wouldn't. Um, and in fact, uh, so so it was all a bit uh, it was all a bit uh, odd, but. Um, Jamie Novumba, Obama Novumba, uh, equalised in the second half for Thatcham. Um, Thatcham wearing um, a pretty snazzy anthracite grey grey kit at home. Oh yes, keen on. Not at home, you know. That's for that's for blue shirts. That's for the blue and white stripes. But um, no, they were so they, it was all a bit confusing. And, and Marlow were in orange, so it was, it was. I did have to ask someone which team was which at one point, which was when I arrived, which was not mm-hmm. ideal. Um, but uh, yeah, so sorry. Yeah, Marlow scored in the first half, um, and it, it then then suddenly Thatcham kind of came back into it. But it but like you know you you'd have you'd have expected Marlow to go on and win that after the break. Um, almost immediately from kickoff, Marlow hit the post, 
And from then on, it was basically all Thatcham. Even though Marlow scored twice more, it was all Thatcham. Um, Thatcham never went ahead. It was it was one all November from the penalty spot. Then Marlow got a penalty uh, and scored. So it was 2-1. Then it was 2-2. Uh, uh, that was Mo Cisse, uh, ex of Woodley United, as if I remember rightly. Um, <laughs> then it was 3-2 um, to Marlow. And the three all was just quite the most flabbergasting goal I've seen in quite some time. Um, it was it was one of those ones. That the, the the player had got to the byline um, on the right hand side, got the cross in, and it fell. Looked like quite sweetly to, uh, to into the center, just on the edge of the box in the center. And um, the, the the player who who struck it, he sort of he ba- he basically just spooned it. It, it kind of went up in there, and, and and everybody's kind of gone oh. Well, that's that's a rubbish shot, uh, and you kind of just talk, you just turn it turn around to talk to whoever's next. You say, "Oh, everybody kind of turn around to go, oh, that's rubbish," and and suddenly you suddenly realise that um, one of his teammates has has realised it's in the air, it's not going out, it's dropping just by just by the uh, just on the byline, uh, probably just on the edge of the six yard box, heads it back across goal, and Ashley Howell is there to uh to just nod it in nice and easily and it was just it was one of those ones where you go oh well that that plays over move on and then suddenly it's a goal um it it was it was just i'm really looking forward there was a vo camera i'm really looking forward to them publishing the footage of that goal Mm -hmm. because i can't wait to see it um you really just even though even though marlo um Led twice in the second half, um, you really just did think that that Thatcham were gonna were gonna get it and 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 win that in the end. And I think that performance bodes really well for the rest of their season if they can do if they can put on that kind of performance. Um, I know they they haven't been having a great season, but if they can pull that kind of performance out of the bag, then um, then they're not going to have any problems at all. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they will. It was really nice. Met the new chairman, Paul Ayres, last night. Um, met the new Thatcham Town chairman. Um, met a couple of people there. And we did the County Cup draw as well. Indeed. That was live-streamed on Football in Berkshire. It was. Um, which we did the County Cup draw for the uh, Men's Senior uh, Cup second round and yeah. for the Women's Senior Cup semi-final. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got a, any... Um, Particular uh, ties that uh, look particularly exciting to you, uh, having been there, Tom, and done the draw. Um, Maidenhead or Slough versus Marlow, I think, is yeah. the is probably the standout tie. Um, and Amersham Town will play. Will fancy their chances. They'll have either Buckingham Athletic or Flat I want to say Flackwell Heath. Yes, it is um, so, Heath, yeah. um, That will be quite. I think. I think. Um, I think. All of us. Um, so I was there with a couple of the guys from the Bucks and Bucks County FA, and we were all kind of just hoping that Amersham might get get a, a sort of a, a, a bigger way day at Maidenhead, maybe or Slough or or something like that. But they've got they've got a real chance of um, if depending on how obviously that Buckingham Flackwell game goes. Buckingham, mm-hmm. I think, are the same step six like Amersham. So um, if either of those two sides makes it makes it through to that fixture. Sorry, if Buckingham make it make it through to that fixture, both sides will fancy their chances of playing one of the pro sides uh, in, the, in the next round. Um, so, you know, that 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 would be really good. And we saw some fantastic attendances off the back of um, Wickham, Reading and, and MK Dons coming in. Um, you know, with, I think it was, was it 1,500 at Long Crendon. Um, and there were a, a thousand at Ascot. A thousand yeah. at Ascot, yeah. So we had some we had some really great crowds off the back of that. And um, I, th- I think that 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 it's 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 really good that that the county 
Cup is like this now. It used to be so dull. Um, <laughs> you used to put, it used to be about six teams in the Senior Cup, and you'd play the same team every season. It was really dull. And what they've done, I think, is 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 to make it. You know, there's a real opportunity for a step six side to play Reading or Maidenhead or Slough, um, and and those are those are big games. You know, th- these are you know we're talking teams that that perhaps don't get you know maybe 20 or 30 supporters at their at their games at times so then to 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 do that it's 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 great and i think i think it's what the county cup should be for absolutely yeah so look out for when those games are going to be played the first round ties are still in the process of being completed we still got uh, i think it's uh, a couple or maybe it's just the uh, maiden slough game that needs to be completed now but There's, um uh, and 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 buckingham flackwell yeah, well, that was due for last night, but I don't know if it was called Didn't, off. No, it was called right? off. That, that one was oh, off. Yeah. I think the Newport Pagnell one did as well. That was actually, off as so. well. Yes, the only one, the only one other than Thatcham that went ahead was Chesham v Aylesbury. Well, there you go. So we've got um, three more uh, ties to be completed in the first round before that gets through. And also uh, keep your eyes peeled for the Barks and Bucks uh, Women's Senior Cup semi-finals as well, as they will be taking place shortly too. Um, okay, what are we... Push on now. Or well, let's have a brief word about a bit of uh, transfer news that we had this week with Dan Roberts, uh, formerly of Windsor and Slough, uh, coming back into the Berkshire area. He's been he's signed to Dartford and he is now on loan at Hungerford in the uh, National League South. Uh, I think that's a pretty handy signing for Hungerford because they um, are missing a goal scorer particularly and. He hit, hit the, he hit the ground running last night, getting a goal in ultimately a defeat, but a 3-2 uh, defeat. So perhaps uh, a canny little siding for Hungerford there. Tom. Yes, it would it would seem so. Um they certainly they certainly need someone to be sticking the ball in the net. And I think they I think they came back from, from two goals down last night and um just from from reading some of the stuff that Danny Robinson's put out, you know mistakes led to led to a defeat um but good signing um let's hope let's hope indeed good well let's uh as well as hope let's push on to looking at this weekend's fixtures um the men's side of the game uh the fa vars is back in town and uh, we have three sides still in the competition uh Two are travelling to Sussex with uh, Ascot United drawn away at Broadbridge Heath, uh, Hollyport drawn away, and Montepello, Montepella, Montpellier Villa. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I did in the end. And uh, Wallingford and Crowmarsh at home to Little Common. Uh, three quite interesting ties. Probably the standout is the Ascot game again. That's uh, two sides towards the top of their respective divisions, and quite a clash. Are you going along, uh, Abby? I am, I am. I'll be on the coach. I'll be on the coach. Very good. Uh, yeah. Should How's the be... feel about this one? Uh, have, they already, have you already been talking about the FA Vars internally or is it uh, sort of seen as a, a, another game in respect, albeit one that would be great to win and go on a bit of a cup run? Yeah, I think it's... I, I don't think we want to get too ahead of ourselves, obviously, because, I mean, we've both got this far for a reason, haven't we? So it's going to be a tricky tie. Um, but, yeah, who doesn't have a cup run, really? Um, I, think we're quite, <laughs> um, I think we're probably quite well matched in terms of our performances so far, having only 
well, both only suffered a defeat. So they haven't lost since since August, I don't think it is either as well. So in terms of their, their league games. So and obviously we lost to Flatwell in October. So um yeah, I think it should be a tasty tie to say the least. Um yeah, I think I, we're not quietly confident or anything like that, I don't think. Um, it's just, yeah, take it in our stride and see how we get on. It would be nice to, obviously, get into the next round. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, there's a, all three are pretty good uh, uh, fixtures. I think Hollyport would probably be the most happy, considering they've drawn a step six side who are right towards the bottom of their division. But... I mean, you never know. They've got this far in the competition already, so they can't be uh, uh, they can't be walkovers or pushovers, rather. So, I don't know. How, how, who do you fancy, Tom, as to be the most uh, most likely winner for the weekend? I won't ask you, Abby, because uh, you know you get you get told off for jinxing yours uh, uh, for Ascot every time you uh, do it. So, how about you, Tom? Who do you fancy? Uh, I think I will go for Hollyport. Yep. Um, I expect to see them in the draw, um, and yeah, uh, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, as you, as you say, they're they're playing a side that they should be looking at to to beat. Um, I, I'm always surprised. I, I, I'm always surprised when I see that because, as far as I can see, Hollyport have had quite a good season from from when I've been paying attention, and, and then I look and actually they're not they're not doing as well in the league that, as I expect. But I mm. think that's because I pay most attention to their to their Vars results, so uh, the Vars and FA Cup results. So I, I get a bit skewed on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think they should be. I, I was confused because I would have thought, I, there's a there's an area of Bristol called Montpellier, and so I assumed it was Bristol, but it's not, is it? It's, um, no. It's right down south by Lewis or somewhere like that. Uh, uh-huh. It's down, yeah, in, I think it's east or west Sussex. That game's actually kicking off later because the uh, Montpellier Villas share a uh, ground share at another uh, team and they're actually playing earlier on in the day. So hopefully there's no rain on Saturday because <laughs> the pitch could be in the right state come uh, 7.45 when the game is kicking yes. off. So you could uh, probably catch it in both games, Abby, if you're in the area. So, uh Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you could I can redirect on. the coach, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, give it a go. <laughs> well, on the women's side as well, we have a, a women's FA Cup weekend. Ascot again. This is getting a very Ascot heavy episode. But um, my guys, I need to rename the website again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're in the big competitions this weekend, so. Uh, it's got to give them a mention. So Ascot away at Dartford, Abby, and I'll come to you again. How do you, uh, how, how are you feeling about that one? Um, how am I personally feeling? <laughs> feeling at the club. <laughs> Let's go with the club. So I'm not uh, hanging you out to dry We're on next week's episode. So. Um, I think fairly similarly to how we're feeling about the FFRs in all honesty. Um, I yeah, so, so well, so Dartford play in the same division that AFC Acorns, who Ascot played in the previous round playing. Um they're fifth in the table right now. Um they've played I think it's eight games or something like that. They've had a sort of a mixed bag of a season, kind of a few wins, a few draws, a few losses. Um they did they have taken all all six points from Acorns, so I don't know if that's a reflection at all on, on what we need to consider. Um and they did. They are their most recent game as well. Uh, they they won two 0 against Acorns. So um, 
I think they'll have probably been paying attention to that the Acorns game that we had. Um, so I don't think it's going to be an easy one. Um, but I think the girls are like up for the cup, essentially. Um, should be exciting. And I don't know. Should I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but if they if they do win, it will be the club's best run ever um, in, in the competition. And um, and I think. Given it's the tenth year, that'd be quite a special thing to do, wouldn't it? So maybe the pressure's on a little bit, I suppose. Really, um, but I think the squad is doing pretty well right now. They're having a solid league season and league campaign. So um, yeah, it should be a good one. Um, I'm excited to be there for that one. Um, it's at Prince's Park as well, so that'll be a nice ground to tick off as well. Um, so yeah, should be should be a good game. Very good. Yeah, certainly one to keep an eye out for on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, hope, wishing all Ascot all the best in both cup competitions and everyone who's competing from Berkshire this year, uh, this weekend as well. But uh, let's all now pick out a game. If people don't fancy travelling to Dartford on Sunday, uh, let's pick out a game for the uh, closer to home that they can uh, enjoy. Uh, Tom, I'll come to you um... first. So... There's only, one for, there's only one for me. It's the West v East Berkshire Derby, Hunger for Town at home to Slough Town. Um, I did say women's game on Sunday, but uh, if you <laughs> sorry, oh, <laughs> we'll cover. We'll we'll do your men's choice in a second, but uh, why don't you choose a uh, women's game first, closer to home? Okay. Tom doesn't know because he doesn't pay any attention to the women's game. Well, I'll I'll um I'll give you some time to. Uh, uh, to look in because I actually do pay a bit of attention. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I'm enjoying this. Bait them out. <laughs> normally, normally I'd choose a game within Berkshire, but I'm going to go to uh, Division, uh, sorry, the Thames County Women's League Division Three South. Uh, the top two are playing each other. Eversley and California Women's Reserves are travelling to Hawley Ladies. So normally I'd pick a game that's in Berkshire, but we're just over the border there towards Camberley, slight local derby, and as I said, top two teams. Hawley ladies, four points clear of um, Eversley and California women reserves at the moment, but uh, they are, uh, Eversley and California women have one game in hand. So a win there and everything closes up very nicely. So that would be my pick for the weekend. Uh, Tom, have you found one yet? I mean... Abby, yeah. what do we... Co- oh, you have. Go on then. <laughs> Um, I like the look. I mean, I always like the idea of Woodley United at Bullmersh Pavilions. I like the I like the the idea that it, the ground is called Bullmersh Pavilions, and Woodley United are at home to Kidlington Youth. Very good. Um, we had some excellent goals of the month last week. Last month, sorry, last week, last month from Woodley United. Um, so I'm going to go for Woodley United at home to Kidlington Youth. Good, good. And Abby, what yeah. you round us out? Pick out a uh, another game for us to look forward to. Um, oh, I've got two. I can't decide which ones to go for. Oh, go on. Make it brief, and you can name check both of them. <laughs> um, so in the national league, um, and also actually an away day, um, a long old away day as well. But Maidenhead yes. are travelling to St Austell, mm-hmm. um, but that is a, a bottom of the table tie. So Maidenhead are in ninth, and St Austell are in tenth. Um, so neither of them have registered points yet as well. So I think that will be a big, big game for either side. Um, and they'll be wanting, I don't think a draw will be enough for either side. So um, Maidenhead didn't play last week either. So I think they'll probably want um, 
we've will have used this week to really um I don't know what the word is, just kind of solidify their their new kind of setup and hopefully go in all guns blazing with that game. Um and then a little bit more closer to home, um Wallingford and Crowmarsh are playing Headington. Um I'll be honest, I think it might be a little bit of a, a battering because Headington are a little bit further down the table, but Wallingford and Crowmarsh are just smashing the season right now. Um Six and six, I think they've won. And I think their striker, Heather Young, she's always in and around the top goal scorers as well every season. Um, I think 12 and four or something like that. She's got a stupid ratio of uh, games. So I think that would be <laughs> one if you wanted something in Berkshire to go to one. And where would you be going on Saturday, Abby, if you weren't travelling down to Sussex? Uh, if, we avoid the, uh, if we avoid the FA Vars games, as you mentioned then, what else takes your fancy on the men's side? Um, I'm going to steal this one from Tom and I'm going to say <laughs> City versus Burnham. <laughs> oh, Reading City versus Burnham. Okay, that's a that's not why that's not what you know. You're not stealing off me because I wasn't saying that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought Reading... you know, since you are now a Reading City super fan, now you're a Reading City ultra. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd be going there because I think that's going to be a very exciting tie indeed. Um, Ooh, City are the ones to beat right now, aren't they? So, um but yeah. as we mentioned, very good side as well. So two yeah. sides really battling for promotion there. I think that's a great pick. Very good. Go on then, uh, Tom, get your Hungerford and Slough Town mentioned. Yeah, Hungerford, Slough Town, I think. Uh, we, do you remember, Rob, we went we went a couple of years ago to, to Hungerford v Slough Town and, and Hungerford won that. It was backs to the wall stuff uh, for Hungerford. Um, they need they need some points here. Um, Slough drew nil-nil midweek uh, i think they were at welling um so uh yeah i mean so, you know they will need points but, but hungerford needs something out of that and it'll be be an interesting one with dan roberts playing against his former club who he recently played for as well so that will, that will make things very interesting yep and i am gonna go a little bit of a curveball you two have mentioned two pretty uh solid games i'm gonna go for the charles 12 tree cup which is uh playing this weekend the barks and bucks fa county charles 12 tree cup for clubs at step seven and below and i'm gonna um call out Fidchampstead. i think they're playing at old windsor and that'll be a, a nice game kick it off at 1 30 on uh on saturday so you can get an early kickoff in there and then maybe make it uh for the second half of one of the other games around the county the reading city game perhaps uh if you fancy that one too good good indeed um before we shoot off tom do you want to plug the um the goal of the month competition yes goal of the month competition is open for voting um it's on the navigation bar it's at the top of the website um go vote there are 11 goals to vote from um spread across only a couple of clubs this month there's um there's a glut of goals from slough town maidenhead united um there's one from burfield uh hambledon which technically is buckinghamshire but they play mm -hmm. the premier league will allow it um and where else? I'm sure I've missed a couple. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, you can go on the website and find it's out. Yeah, go on the Have it's a look. It's, great it's montage. And, Thatcham uh, Town. There's there's a couple from Thatcham Town, um, and there's one from Ascot United. Good, good indeed. Right before we sign off, any other business from either of you? Anything 
two blank faces looking back at me, so I presume that's a no. So we will just uh, leave you there. Thank you very much for listening to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. Uh, remind you once again that you can see all of our outputs on the uh, Twitter, which is at FI Berkshire, on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure there's some other uh, Instagram as well. That's the one I'm missing. I'm not on that, so don't really care. Or you can go to the... Um, the website and what uh, get all our articles on www.footballembarkshire.co.uk uh, but until next time it will be goodbye from Tom Canning bye goodbye from Abby Tyshurst see ya and goodbye from me goodbye This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was produced by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. You can find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.